and welcome back to Rebel Air, a Star Wars animated series fancast. I'm your host, Greg. And I'm Kaki, and I'm being guided across the hyperlanes by Greg on my first watch of Star Wars Rebels. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 15, Homecoming, written by Stephen Melching and directed by Bosco Ng. Running out of options and needing to... Oh, I have an idea. Oh. <laughs> Running out of options and needing to take control of an Imperial carrier. Era must contact our estranged father, Cham Sindula, for help. Reluctantly agreeing to her plan, Cham and his crew board the carrier above Ryloth, but not before double-crossing the rebels with a plan of their own. With the Imperials closing in, Cham has no choice but to fight alongside Era, salvaging both the ship he wanted to destroy and the relationship with his daughter. This is a thorough synopsis. This is, like, job done. Yeah, right? basically. Hands off. <laughs> we, can, we can just sort of see you next week on Rebel Air. That's Air with... No? Okay, there is some nonsense to talk about. One of them I sort of started on. But before we jump into that, is there any... Do we maybe have like a Bothan report this week? Hey, Kaki, we have a couple of Bothan reports for this week's episode. Oh! So... I, I, I don't know why it catches me by surprise every time, but thank yeah, you it, so it, much <laughs> to everyone who sends these in. It's so great. So the first one is from Palpergill. Palpergill. <laughs> and... and uh, is he is he a night, night a creature of the night? Is he nocturnal? It, it, yeah. Is he only come out on on, on Perkis night? I mean, immediately, immediately, like, I'm just suspicious of him. Like, I can't even take like what he's. I, I I'm just so suspicious of like what he's done that I can't even riff on what you're saying because I'm just like, what has he done? What's I what's said he? Perkis night. Pal Perkis night. That's what I said. There was a reference. <laughs> Okay, all yeah. right. <laughs> Great. Cool. Something for all of us to enjoy. Come on, then. No, but it's, it's fun. It, Imagine it. Oh, God. I thought, no, I just sort of put t- together a little pun in my mind of... Oh, no. Walpurgisnacht and, and, and Palpatine and Purgles. Wow, that is something. <laughs> Gosh, hey, everyone. Hey, just let's form a circle and just have a little think about this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back. Okay, right. what does what does Paul Perg say <laughs> this time? Could I make a parody of a Pirate King? Yes, I could. But as it is a lesser Gilbert and Sullivan who, as it <gasps> as it is lesser Gilbert and Sullivan who phoned okay. in that song before phones were invented, more than half the lyrics are some version of "I'm a Pirate King." I thought I would get in on the enlisted enlisted versus officer debate. Oh yes. Okay. Uh, Useful. Uh, because because Zach was an airman uh, in the air force, so oh, right. he, he he has he has some familiarity on this. Enlisted are like the stormtroopers. You don't need a whole lot of training. Maybe a couple months, and you're good to go. Officers are people who have a degree and get commissioned in the military. They're like all the Imperials with faces in gray. Are like the dozers. In Star Trek, the only enlisted officer is Chief O'Brien. Roddenberry wanted all the Starfleet to be like the astronauts of his time, who were all officers in the Navy and Air Force and had degrees. Any astronaut had degrees, so all of Starfleet does too. Then TNG sort of half-assed that rank, and DS9 <laughs> continues the half-assery. <laughs> What's that? The Both Report shouldn't be half not applicable to the podcast? Yeah, well, that's how I felt looking at that the lack of variety in the lyrics in I Am the Pirate King. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Well, maybe I need to deliver a new challenge then. I'm going to quickly consult my good friend whose name rhymes with Fugal. And let me see if there's anything else in Pirates of Penzance. Oh my god, here's one. Well, I don't know what it's going to apply to, but it's my it's my favorite song about stealth. It's a, I don't have a lot of opportunity to to uh, to sing this particular song, but you know, it's about being stealthy and quiet and sneaky and it is the loudest song, much like yeah, your your little droid there behind you, BD1, whom I see over your shoulder of our Zoom recording, uh, springing about, he has found a box on the, on the floor. He has chased a toy into his box and is trying to get it out from the middle of the box, but he doesn't want to climb inside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Oh, guys. This is incredible. <laughs> uh, so, so okay, we, we, we have to focus because 15 Bothans gave their life to this. Oh God! I, oh wait. Okay, what's the fifteenth letter? I know. I'm onto I am him now. Yeah. I know. I know. We're so suspicious of him now that it's like, like, are we letter? Gonna... Okay, that's an O. What did he start with? Zach is palp. Yeah, so this is going to be something Z new, right? Palp O. Zach is palp. He didn't do one last week, so this is the first one since that reveal. So there's a now where I'm suspicious. Yeah. Now it's probably not an O. It's probably something different. It's probably like subtract the Mayan calendar from the you know the, the, the logarithmic derivative. Gosh. Well, fifteen Bothans worked on this part of the song parody and got bored to death. For I am a Pergo hey. king, and it is a glorious thing to be a Pergo king. For I am a Pergo king, you are hurrah for our Pergo king, and it is a it is a glorious thing to be a Pergo king. king. It is hurrah for our Pergo king, hurrah for the Pergo king. Pergo king, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. It, but it's fun to sing. It's a very basic. Song though, there's, there's but it's fun to sing. <laughs> yeah. And where Gilbert and Sullivan <laughs> fell short in terms of cleverness, there are still opportunities for us. That is true. We do also have another Bothan report for this one. So the next one we have is from Undercover Astromech H4SBD. H4SBD. It took me what? a little while for me to realize this is Horsebird. Once I realized that, like, like it, it, it I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive. Like that makes the, okay. Yeah. I, I think so. I Good job, Horsebird. And if it is, this one makes a lot of sense because I believe he's a, he's a mechanic for an airline. So this correction is right up his alley. Oh, excellent. Being highly limited on blaster firing could work one of two ways in relation to fuel consumption. Everything on the ship has to be powered by the engines in the end, so either the blasters use plasma somehow, as Kaki suggested, in which case they may be fed by the engine bleed, or the blasters are being run off the battery, which they won't be able to run the engines enough to recharge. Either way would reduce the fuel efficiency potentially enough to cost them the final landing, especially since even the interior doors lost power. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. I mean, you know, it is entirely possible to produce ammunition for weapons that is just for the weapons, right? That's how that's how most firearms work. They, they have their own little. Uh, uh, yeah, and and we've even seen but, Star Wars do that before with the uh, Republic yeah, but, uh, cruisers, like like because they they were firing like literal batteries or whatever, like because you see like some like yes. ejecting the the shell. The sh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which hey, but what are blasters powered by? Just handheld blasters. It, they have, it's, 
I just know it's called the power clip. So I'm not right. so like it 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 can it can like just uh run out of power and do it but i just don't remember what it's actually like well okay if it's a power clip then it would make sense to uh, for that to be like a universal energy supply Mm -hmm. huh i'm just trying to think if you yeah you'd want backups but you'd want the backups to be universal like i really can't think of a a situation where if the weapons are capable of running on the same energy as other systems why you'd want to have a separate reserve just for weapons you'd want to like it would it would suck if you can't open the doors but you have tons of bullets left when you don't need bullets yeah like it's you know if nothing else i'm just very like happy and impressed with like how well thought out like this this reasoning is cuz like logically yes. like, like the, the, this this correction just makes perfect sense and i i, I exactly. can, yeah yeah like i mean it's actually a little bit of a disappointment for a comedy <laughs> podcast when, <laughs> when somebody comes in and just makes complete sense. yeah no that is how it works Great. Now all we get to enjoy is the number of Bothans that were killed for this. One Bothan died for this. Okay. If a Bothan falls into the gas pit and no one is there to do the Foley and the Wilhelm scream, does he make a sound? <laughs> <laughs> there is something that I was thinking about as you were doing the synopsis. It's just I was like, well, wait a second. Like, so I speak French. I took in high school and college for for years. I did a I did a language immersion program in France. So I've actually actually lived Great. there for a couple of months. And I was like, I, I can you know I can Fabulous. do I can speak French. I can speak French pretty well. Uh, my vocabulary is uh, a little bit gone. It's been a few I know years. I know. Um, like, it would take it would take a few days to sort of build up enough steam to actually have a conversation. Or just get get enough alcohol on me, and I'll be able to like just futz my way through, and I can I can make it yeah, work. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. But, but like, I see a bonus episode in our future. But you were you were doing it. You were doing it. And I was like, okay, wait a second. Like, okay, like I can do like the French R, and I can and like when I'm when I'm speaking, like I can I can kind of like mimic the the French like. Uh, the French people have a very specific way that they talk and like the voice, like the the, the rhythm to the voice. Right. Yes, uh, because French is it, unlike English; it doesn't have syllabic emphasis. Yes. In yes, words, exactly. it has it has melody instead. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I can't really do like the French English, ESL. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like the kind of a French like person accent. speaking yeah. English. Yeah. I know it's like it's it can go wrong it, sometimes. It cannot necessarily, but in this case. I wasn't doing a French accent. I was doing a, real, a sort of Ryloth Twi'lek accent. Yes. Because presumably they're a multi-planetary civilization by this point. Okay, so the the thing is, we meet more Twi'leks, specifically Hera's dad, and he has a French accent. I need to know, is that the actor's native accent? No, and I think you'll actually, I think when I say who voiced Cham, you'll know exactly who he is, uh, because okay. he's, he's just, he's, he's a very famous voice actor. He's been in a ton, a ton of things. But more specifically, uh, he was in Babylon 5, which I know you are a uh, very yes. big fan of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Atkin Downs. Oh, he was Byron. Oh, wow. Yeah, because this was during the sort of later phases of Babylon 5, where I think J. Michael Straczynski was sort of exploring his latent bisexuality, because, gosh, he seems to have a a pretty big thing for the sort of handsome Englishmen with fantastic hair. I was just going to say, because like, Robert Atkins Dance has just amazing hair. Like, oh, really, yeah. really amazing. Full on, like, like, new wave, gorgeous, gorgeous. We should all, all be so lucky. Hey, okay, so... This was a choice, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I really, really need to know where this choice came from. I mean, it it 
like it's fantastic. It 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 works. I really enjoyed it. As, as far as the the French accent, or yeah, exactly. Because I could have imagined that they just wanted to include a, a particularly well known actor, maybe Quebecois or French, mm-hmm. uh, who happens to have that accent in the way that we had like the fifth brother. Well, yes, there's a hint of a Latinx accent mm-hmm. in uh, in that actor's voice, and that is entirely fine. Certainly, when there's other cultures, and that they would have then maybe like adapted this this accent of the actor to be a Twi'lek or a Rylothian accent, but instead, like they decided that there would be a, a local accent, and they would have to invent it. Interesting choice. Really yeah. interesting. Yeah, so, so, so I mean, it's it's. No, it's not even it's not even hinted at. Like it's basically kind of like directly referenced as the fact that Ryloth was in episodes of, of the Clone Wars and Numa, who uh is voiced by Catherine Tabor, who's Padme from the Clone Wars, she also voiced that same character when she was a little girl <gasps> when Mace Windu and the rest of oh, what well, I was uh Ghost Company. Yes, Ghost Company was helping to to liberate Ryloth from the separatists. So like the, Okay. You know, I, la- later in the episode, Kanan's talking to to uh, Kanan's talking about, like Mace Windu and 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 the battle against uh, I think Commander Lesu and like a light bridge. And it's like, oh yeah, that that's not like something well. that we can infer. Like, I I know what exactly what episode he's talking about because it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, so so Robert Atkins down is is back to be French, just like he was in Clone Wars. They, they, yeah, they just decided okay, to so kind we- of make that be the kind of Rylothian accent. That is. Awesome. I had no idea he was a he was a legacy character. So he's from Clone Wars, is he? Yes, and that's actually the really funny thing is I forgot that Cham was a, a Clone Wars character until oh, wow. I went back to rewatch Clone Wars after I finished Rebels entirely. Um, okay, so like, not very memorable then, I guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, no. I he's traded his fantastic hair for for big old leku that it, he wears with equal flair. It was a season one story arc, um, and it had just been several, several, several years since I had watched it. So that's that was hence, right. my, hence my rewatch was like, wow, I don't remember this very. Huh? Okay, okay. I think I need to go back. <laughs> we have podcasts at home. Okay, so we start with a pretty fantastic space chase. A very familiar scene with a bit of Rebels flair. We have, I mean, it's not the Tantive, fo- which I recently learned you're supposed to say Tantive. Yes, it, which okay for, for whatever choice. I I still feel like when I was a kid I called it the Tantive. I don't know, but I could be I could be inventing memories. That is entirely possible. <laughs> yeah, that, certainly with childhood that happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we see the ghost, and we see the um, oh yeah, it's one of the new hammerheads. Yes, that, one of, uh, it's, it's one of the hammerheads, and they're doing they're, they're doing a, a, a cargo transfer. Which you're not really sure of exactly at first until you see like the cargo crate start to move over. It's like oh, this is actually makes more sense why hair is flying sideways because they need to like yeah put it into their uh, cargo yeah car, cargo bed. That's basically yeah it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. And it's being uh, uh, so between Hera's excellent flying and uh, Zeb's cool maneuvering, they managed to like retrieve that cargo, whatever it is. It must have been important. While they're being fired upon by a full-on star destroyer, um, it is not completely clear to me why they couldn't just do a quick hyperspace jump together and then do the transfer while they're not under attack. 
my assumption to that would be just they're trying that they would be going in separate directions afterwards to try and scatter and disperse so they there it's less easy to be tracked that would be my assumption but right but you can still do that so you can do oh there's it's too hot here well let's just hop over to these coordinates do the quick transfer there it's yeah. not like yeah, they can no, track us through hyperspace. God. But that's not as an exciting no, I know, sequence I know, at all. I know. Uh, no, I know. I, know. I get you. I get you. I, I appreciate their sense of drama. Phoenix 2, I'm sure, does not appreciate it so much. She uh, she is one of the pilots of the uh, of the A-Wings. Gets an engine blasted out. Yeah. Phoenix leader, my hyperdrive is damaged. Attempting to dock. Make it quick, Phoenix 2. Those fighters are closing in. But she doesn't make it. And they need to escape. And Hera the commander of Phoenix Squadron, has lost another pilot. And she's uh, uh, talking with Kanan in the cockpit, as well as Commander Sato on the hologram, while they're in in hyperspace. Apparently radios work in hyperspace. Oh, yes, we knew that. Yeah, yeah there's no reason not to. Okay, fun. God, that's got to be some interesting sort of signal. Yeah. Right? How does that work? <laughs> Again, I don't know communications type stuff, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like I, I I have the slightest idea. You should use the sort of I think it's Michael Okuda from uh, one of the sort of production designers of Star Trek: The Next Generation who once fielded a call from someone. Yeah, uh, regarding the transporters, how do the how do the Heisenberg compensators work? And he said, "Very well, thanks." And he hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect yeah so the the, the squadrons that have strength and they're not just losing, losing fighters we're not just losing fighters we're losing pilots faster than we can replace them i appreciate that hera is like she's talking on this level she's talking about the attrition of forces forces for whom she's responsible these are mm-hmm. people that i mean she knew that pilot by name she flew with, with Phoenix 2, I'm sure. We've never seen it on screen, but yeah. she's a flight commander. And still, she sort of keeps it business. And Sato has a suggestion that they can find a new base. That's the, I'm not quite sure why they need a new base, how that's going to solve the problem of their fighters, as Kanan suggests. Until we can find a base, we need somewhere to land our fighters. The, the big part, as, as as we see here, is they got, I mean, they got hammered by the Star Destroyer. So, so both, yeah. both Phoenix Home and the Ghost are both smoking with damage as they're making the jump to hyperspace. So just they're not able to, to set down and do repairs like they would be able to. Um, right. Oh, okay. Suggesting that maybe, like, Phoenix 2's craft was not in great shape to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And Sato has the idea. So instead of, like, looking for another planet to house their ships. He knows a guy who knows a guy who <laughs> might know where you can pick up an old Imperial light carrier. Barely a scratch on it, only done some, uh, it's not even city miles, and it's yeah, just uh, hanging uh, out uh, in a pasture. Uh, Rebels Star reported an Imperial carrier over their world. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's on Convenient. Ryloth. Yeah, Ryloth. Okay, Ooh. so a lot is left to, to implication. I mean, Kanan is immediately sympathetic toward Hera. Hera is immediately troubled. Ezra walks in a little bit clueless. Like, he, he asks, but Kanan doesn't explain. He just looks quite yeah. seriously. Well, I mean, it, it's, also, it, it's also not really Kanan's place to say either. Like. Yeah, precisely. And Hera goes off to talk to a uh, Twi'lek. I keep wanting to say Rylothian, but I've really got to sort of keep, my, keep it together. Reminding us of the pretty significant sexual dimorphism between males and females of this uh, of this species. Mm-hmm. Males have very different shaped heads. They have these uh, uh, protrusions on their forehead that females don't appear to have. 
And and this this is kind of a weird one. Males have ears. Yes, I noticed that. Females actually have kind of sort of nubbies. Yeah, on kind the of side. like cones like Numa. type stuff. Yeah, like like Numa, like Ula, who is the Twi'lek dancer that gets fed to the Rancor at Jabba's palace. Uh, she also yeah. has the yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so yeah, I dig like sexual polymorphism in species. Also, they're very different skin color. We have a huge diversity of skin color among among Twi'leks. It turns out, yeah, uh, that was kind of cool to see. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it's. We don't know Hera's mother, mm-hmm. so maybe she inherited her her shade of green from from her mother, or maybe it's not heritable. Maybe they're like apples. If you plant a Granny Smith apple in the ground, you're not going to get a Granny Smith tree. It'll be some random Whoa. other kind of. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. I literally did not know this. I literally just did not oh, know this. Oh, oh, no. So that's why why apple orchards used to be like not very profitable because you'd just you'd have to grow. A hundred trees, and then maybe one of them would be edible, and the rest would be crab apples, you know, for for mush and uh, mm-hmm. uh, or distilling or for for cattle feed. But it was not very successful. So until cloning, right? Or for plants, what's it called in in, in English? Uh, you take a little cutting and you plant the cutting, and then it grows. So every Granny Smith or every Golden Delicious is the same. Like they're all clones of each other. We do see. We do see after the after the credits when a new class. New as in N U uh, shuttle. Oh, okay, yes, the Greek letter new. Yes, yes, uh, flies in with like a tie bomber kind of like underbelly. Yeah, really. um, like it's it's like a little like a mama koala with a with a yeah. little sort of angry monster in its in its pouch. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's a really cool craft. It is a really cool craft. But this was a, a craft we saw uh, quite a bit in in Clone Wars, and so this we we get we start ah. to see just like the the. The, the kind of like the, the through line of Sham and his rebels, which is like reusing of Clone Wars assets. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, you know, Sham has Ghost Company shoulder pauldrons. They, they, they have like the belts and everything. Oh, wow. Numa actually, Numa has uh, specifically, she, like, you can see in her, in her rubbish is actually the armor of one of the clones that saved her life. And it's. Oh, it's such a cute little callback to to a oh, really wow. really sweet moment. So it's just it's just like yes, okay, that makes me that really makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because well, we saw that from from Hera as well. Like she remembers the the the, the Clone War singular. By the way, I noticed that uh, yeah, they the were Twi'leks... saying it, they were saying it singular, but then when Obi Wan says it, he says it plural, which is well, but interesting. They weren't part of the galactic conflict. They were part of the conflict on Ryloth. Okay, yes, that they makes had more sense. They war on Ryloth, right? Yeah, yeah. That actually makes a lot more sense. <laughs> At least I, that's, that's sort of how it, how it reads to me. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of global conflicts that have different local names depending on, uh, mm-hmm. on, on, on where you are. Uh, so, yeah, this craft is piloted by uh, Cham Sindula, and he has some, some acolytes. Oh, Kanan is very excited to meet them. Kanan. <laughs> he walks into the, the hangar bay or the greet or the docking bay or whatever and asks it's like Ezra, standing like, like super straight at attention, like uncomfortably so and he's like almost straight so straight. How do I look? Mm, same as always. Why? No reason. You straighten up a little bit, you're making me look bad. <laughs> no one's upgraded your CGI model. <laughs> 
and, and I love that he's so excited to meet uh, Chan that he goes, oh, oh, hello, sir. Hello. <coughs> hello, sir. Uh, sort of forgets how to talk for a while, <laughs> then introduces his crew, misidentifying everyone, like, touching <laughs> Poor Kane here. He has big, like, meeting your girlfriend's father energy. That's um, it, right? And I well, love that Ezra's there just, no, shaking his head, no, those aren't like, our names. No, what are you, what are you, what's, what are you doing, man? <laughs> but he's just sort of being helpful toward Cham. Like, don't, those aren't our names. You, you and I. <laughs> uh, Chopper is a little bit miffed that he doesn't get named or, or misnamed, I guess. Then Cham introduces his acolytes. These are two of my finest warriors, Numa and Gobi. This is where I was really uh, curious about the accent and why are they why are they French? I guess maybe evocative of the French resistance. If yes, this was in that Clone is Wars. that definitely was a big part because I mean I mean so much of of the original Star Wars was was based on like World War Two footage. I mean like they 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 used yeah. the dogfighting footage as like precursor to animatics and stuff like that. So yeah. so it, it a lot of fascist like design and architecture. Mm-hmm. So so it really really tracks that that given that Lucas was heavily involved in Clone Wars with Floney that they would be. Yeah, that, 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 he, that he would be he would be drawing from like the the, the French Resistance, la Resistance. <laughs> Chop's just purring. It's really cute. Yeah, which later that's not really reciprocated when when Cham insults Chopper and Chopper's just like, if you gave me half the attention you gave this second-rate junk pile, we'd have liberated Ryloth by now. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like I'm the precious one. You. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see your petting you. Uh, Okay, so the central conflict is set up in the... Huh, where is this? This is... This is like a command center with a hollow table. Yeah, when the new carrier is is seen at the rendezvous, it is rendezvousing with Phoenix Home. So they are on Phoenix Home. They are on the uh, ah, okay, yes, in the yeah the the CIC, and on the hologram they show. Wait, but Commander Sato isn't there. Why wouldn't he be there if this is on Phoenix home? Then, mm. yeah, I was... Ooh. Ooh, lots of mysteries here. It may not be Phoenix home, then it could just be another blockade or that they were... Um, Fair enough. Doing this I'm with. being really forgiving this time. Like, I, I sort of have a dark feeling that there's a lot of Bothans going to die next week. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. So they're talking about their plan to take this Imperial light carrier uh, that's orbiting Ryloth, but Cham doesn't want to take it. He wants to destroy it. Yeah, he wants uh, to use it as a symbol because they've been raining death down upon uh, Ryloth for years. Years? I thought this was a recent report. This monstrosity has rained destruction and death on the citizens of Ryloth. It is not enough that it simply disappears. My people need to see it fall from the sky in flames as a symbol of our strength. Which, well, Hera has to shoot down. She explains, okay, if you could destroy it, you would have already done so. Since you need us, we're going to do our plan. We're going to take it because we need it. Yeah, and and Cham starts to fight back on that. He's not a fan of that idea. And Kanan just acts as the mediator, just like, okay, we need each other. Like, yeah. uh, Cham's intel, Hera's plan, and we can do this together. And... They they agree, but you do see Cham nod to Gobi and Numa, and it's like, okay, yeah, right mm. there, you you've already you they've already talked about like, okay, that was gonna... a betrayal nod. Yes, I know what the... those look like. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a neat scene where Ezra and uh, Hera are with Chop, and it sort of looks like they're maybe doing some maintenance on him. Doesn't seem to like they're just holding spanners well, and talking. Chopper needs some love and maintenance every once in a while, and just like making sure that he's in he's in good. Uh, Good murdering condition, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's just having a good old purr here as well. It's just, he is a cat. <laughs> he really is. He really, really, really is a cat. And she tells Ezra about her father. We haven't spoken in years. He was a hero in the Clone War. Fought with the Jedi to free Ryloth from the droid army. But after the war, the Republic became the Empire and refused to leave, so he started fighting them cared more about the cause, especially after his, uh, after her mother died, than, than about anyone else, including you, in <laughs> showing his sort of penchant for fantastic timing. Cham walks in at this point, and as Ezra leaves, hey, way to, way to read the room. He's come a long way. Yeah, yeah, he, he know well, it's also not Sabine, so he's not like trying to impress quite as, <laughs> quite as much. Yeah. And he turns and he says to Hera that uh, he thinks it's the most important thing. Yeah, he, no context to Cham, but but but, but way to, to Hera, your, Hera, yeah, Hera knows that, that that he's talking about family there. He knows that you know, and that she's that, family. Yeah, yeah. That right? He's talking about the Boo Crew, and <laughs> like way to have your buddies back. Yeah, because yeah, and, he he knows that this conversation is not going to be a lot of fun for Hera. Yeah, and 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 this is a really interesting thing. Is is I I have seen firsthand in 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 friends when they when like when when they're when they're talking with family or when they're when they're a little more inebriated or or, or what have you that their like uh, original accent comes back where that's like more like southern drawl or where that's you know just just yes I I really really love that like as Hera and Sham start to really get into it like you yes. start to see Hera slowly slip back into the, the oh, Ryloth no, accent not slowly was... it's abrupt it's when she gets mad. She starts talking back yes, to him when yes. she's like, she begins very controlled. She begins uh, very reasonable. But once he starts berating her for, oh, yes, this is still, this still the same droid that you found during the, during the Clone War and accuses her of always like bonding with the wrong things and, and caring about the wrong causes. And she just stands up and just, that's when her Rylothian well, accent well, comes well, to the fore. He's, he's saying what a waste. I mean, he's referring to her life, her, yeah, her exactly. whole like identity yeah yeah identity just like as a waste and she she really loses it there and just like you know i'm i am not wasting my life i help people i lead ships into battle i am part of something bigger and that just that's just so like anathemic to to cham of just you what about ryloth like why don't you care about like you don't even care about your own planet and and that really is the interesting thing there is is because like i mean for for cham it's been okay One so extension oh what uh, <laughs> wait what, Sorry. what was that I was going to say one week, and then I tried to restrain myself, and then I sort of let it out anyway in a little whisper, as if I could. That'll be just between me and the listener, and Greg won't have to hear me being stupid. So okay, so the Clone Wars over the, over the course of three years. So I don't know how long, like when the Ryloth uh, campaign would have taken place. So we're talking about like at least fifteen years, probably. I mean, probably close to twenty years of just him 
constantly fighting like from the clone wars onward or sorry, yeah the clone war onward he has been fighting so he's been fighting for the last almost 20 years now and yeah and he that like that changes people like constantly yeah. like looking for enemies and looking for 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 betrayal and just looking for because because it was betrayal so he is expecting uh betrayal uh the song of the fan won't get fooled again um <laughs> That was that was kind of dumb. <laughs> well, okay. So what you're talking about that phenomenon is called code switching. It's uh, it's people who I mean, you accent, dialect, language. There aren't really clear boundaries mm-hmm. where one stops and the other begins. I've I've understood that the joke among linguists. Is, no, a language is a dialect with a flag and a navy. <laughs> And okay, right, I well, like that one. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, like a lot of people who, I mean, sometimes accents are associated with certain cultural backgrounds or socioeconomic statuses or mm-hmm. uh, shared religious or historical experiences or all that sort of stuff. Like, I've I've sort of lost mine. I used to have a, a Northern Irish accent, and now it doesn't really come back when I speak with my family. It's just not not really in there anymore. Instead, I tend to somewhat unconsciously adopt bits of other people's accents not in the way of uh, oh can you hear i recently spent a week in uh the, the south of england and i came back with a bit of an accent but just uh, just little things and certainly with with people for whom english is a second language but so her the accent that we know for for hera must be one that she's cultivated since leaving ryloth mm-hmm. i mean right? given I, given just the pain that thinking about home is because i mean she lost her mother to the conflict uh yeah. too and then her dad kind of just didn't care about her as much as as the cause it's kind of like i'm gonna put this painful bit of me away because i don't yeah. even want to hear it in myself and just be hurt by that which yeah Uh, Also, like, choosing the sort of galactic sphere rather than the regional. I mean, really, really exemplifying that uh, that conflict between them. I mean, it may also explain a little bit about why there's this simmering hostility from Cham toward her. Like, she is, just by the way she's speaking to him, she is communicating to him that she has rejected him and her culture. Yeah, yeah. uh, The things that he considered very important. Like... Is it's almost a deliberate insult? It, it right? really is. I mean, not that she's not that she's, that she's petty. She I mean, could it, it, indeed it, it, choose to speak to her father with their shared accent, and she chooses not to. I don't think she, she's doing it, like to spite him specifically, but just like it's more of a self-preservation thing. As far as just like that's too painful for me to like for me to deal with. I mean, I mean, Kanan remarks at the very beginning, "You're really going to talk to him." So that's kind of implied that 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 she said that she was going to talk to him before and then didn't actually do it i mean that's kind of the right. inference there yeah is, yeah is that, that interesting so there was a lot of there was a lot of meat on the bones of that scene it's a really good scene and yeah her code switching was so cool and i love that nobody talks about it it's never brought up like you either get it or you don't it's just something about them it's fantastic writing yeah, and and I, I will say just as as the last thing, because like as they're leaving, this is different. The rebels are fighting to free everyone. Free everyone. I don't care about everyone. I care only about Ryloth. You know, in that's hindsight, that that, that's yeah. that's also a red flag for Hera. Just like 
he is going to betray us. Oh my us. god, yes. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> Hera, you 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 maybe should have seen the writing on the wall, but like you, Little you bit. do you do want to hope for the best. You do want to just like hope that that people aren't going to do what they end up doing and betraying you and all that fun stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's not on her mind because she is busy moping. We get we get one of my we had such a great scene. This next scene is my favorite because now we're on the new class shuttle, or in we're the in the tie bomber? bomber here. Yeah, we're in so, the tie bomber, which apparently the. So I the second cylinder. I think that's maybe a retcon because I swear I saw in in a in a manual that it, the second cylinder like housed the the like housed the the bombs that they were dropping. Um, yeah, that would make sense. But instead, the, here it's more like just a troop carrier type thing, and it's just a second yeah. cylinder for them to be passengers in. And I I like this quite a <laughs> yes. bit. Like. So the rest of the boo crew are in the second cylinder. They're in the uh, the sort of back of this this twin ion engine SUV, where Cham is regaling Kanan with stories of his uh, his grandiose past. And we cut to the cockpit, and we just see Hera with her arms crossed, just fuming, fuming, hearing her dad tell these stories, and all of her friends being super impressed, as always. And she. Flips the button and she cl- the door. closes closes the door and 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 they named that attack in songs, the hammer of Ryloth. <laughs> Cham has taken a shine to your Jedi. Uh, quite the other way, she says. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kanan comes in. He's like, I could listen to you tell your stories all day, General. I could tell them all day. And she just like slams the door again. She's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, there is an interesting thing I want to I want to touch on there with 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 Kanan and and Cham is Kanan's talking about oh like the Battle of Lesu. Yeah, the the, the the that's the, what I heard. The Battle of Lesu, uh, Mace Windu led you during this battle. So for Kanan, that's I mean he's he's kind of talking to someone that knows about his legacy because Kanan was trained by Depa Balaba and Depa Balaba was trained by Mace Windu. So for him, it's just like, okay, you know, like kind right. of part of my, yeah. my like lineage as a Jedi, part of my like, like I, so I can kind of like kind of learn more about some of that stuff that I, I like some of my culture really. Yeah. Because their, their history is very mythologized mm-hmm. very, very early on. Like they have a great deal of reverence for senior figures in the Order. I mean, certainly Kanan, who was very young when the Jedi Order fell. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, for him, it is part of a, a legendarium with living legends like Cham Syndulla. So yeah. no wonder he tries to impress her. <laughs> which, which uh, yeah, yes, Mr. Syndulla. Oh, yes. You're such a good storyteller, Mr. Syndulla. Oh, do you, do you need a, do you want a fresh cup of tea? Oh, oh just, just transfer some money into your account. Like, what do you need? Do you, do you need your car buffed? Yeah. And they, I can... <laughs> I can be useful. I can be relevant. I love that. I love that the, the, the champ. The champ's talking about a battle. And it's like it's like oh, they they named that attack in songs, the Hammer of Ryloth. And it's like I'm sure I'm sure Hera heard that like song sung drunkenly <laughs> yeah. around a uh, a base, just like so many times. And she's like, I don't no no don't don't you dare start singing. Don't you dare start singing again. <laughs> so their plan, 
I thought it was actually kind of cool. So they're they're approaching I, Ryloth. I, I realize like the plan here is basically the plan at the end of uh, Mando season two. Like it's yes, the, it's faking an attack, yeah. crash landing, and just just using that as as uh, yeah. cover for to 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 infiltrate and like it makes sense they'd be that they'd just be like so so kind of. Uh, Concern for the welfare of of their fighter. I mean, presumably it's their fighter. They give some access code before uh, making some kind of grunting and incapacitation noise. Um, yeah, unclear there exactly. Because yes, they uh, they're approaching this uh, this light carrier over Ryloth as it uh, disgorges its bombers down to the planet, no doubt to rain terror down upon them. The shuttle separates and goes away. I guess the shuttle's shuttle's not part of it, but leaves the uh, the tie bomber with the boot crew on it, who approach the light carrier. Hera signals for two A wings to come in and, and start shooting at them, and then Kanan, who does his great impersonation of me doing the <laughs> opening sort of narration. <laughs> <laughs> we are under attack by rebel fighters. Request permission for emergency landing. Incoming bomber, transmit your clearance code. Which, which I, I really, really dig the, the, the design of the light carrier. Doug Chang and Troy Vigil designed it for Essential Guide to Vehicles, which is a book that I read a lot. Uh, I, I, oh, I, wow. got it from, I got it from the library every couple months. Uh, honestly, it's like, so like, cool. like, this, this is a cool thing. And, and it was a rebel ship there. But then when they were revisiting there, it's like, okay, with the triangle, it makes more sense for it to be Imperial. It makes more sense for it to be See, Imperial. I I remember seeing it in uh, Squadrons, the video game, mm -hmm. where it appears as well. And I sort of had that feeling as well. That does not feel very imperial to me. I had that feeling about the Gazanti as well, which is also sort of a squat like that. Because it looks so homey. It looks like, you know, a, a, a manta ray flying over you know mr ray from uh, from from finding yes, nemo, finding nemo. Yes. flying over his uh, his pupils it, it looks so protective and guarding and that's not something that i normally associate with uh, you know nurturing again like a mother koala i mean it's just an open hangar with like an overhang and a cockpit at like the or a bridge at like the the triangles i mean it's a it's a really interesting little little design here. Yeah. That, 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 like, I, I will say, I've always kind of felt like, okay, your hangers are really exposed there. Like, your hangers are super, super exposed there. That feels like a choice. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can just sort of tip the nose down. And if you have a heavily armored uh, dorsal section, then you can just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 right. that is... That is fair. And I mean, it's space. You don't have to aim the exit of the hangars at, you know, your targets. Yeah, you, I mean, they always yes. do, but you don't have to. Yeah, that, that, is, that, that, that is a good point. So I realize why the new carrier has to be there. Ooh. TIE fighters and TIE bombers don't have a hyperdrive. So oh, that's yes. Why it, that's okay, why it, yeah, had, to, yeah, it yeah. had to be there to, that's to what carry it. it. Okay, so they're on their approach now. They're being attacked by two A-wings. They're transmitting, like, a security code that apparently he has, or it, 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 it's heavily garbled, so maybe they just didn't hear the code they, right and assumed it was correct. Yeah, I mean, they heard part of it, and, and Cham did say that he had intel beforehand, so like, he could have he could have had, oh, he could yeah, have had like, access codes, code. or at least, or at least part of an access code and that, that Ken was able to fake a little bit of it and, and they're telling her like slow down it's like oh, i have to make it look good uh, <laughs> yeah and then we have we, we have a line that i really love it's a hang on and zeb's just like i hate it when she says that <laughs> i know i was just sitting there writing 
seatbelts. But dudes, <laughs> babes, come on, come on, seatbelts. Because they get, yeah, they get tumbled around like they're in a, in a, in a tumble dryer. I mean, it's like Star Trek. It's like they're flying, they're flying like every which way. It's like, guys, like, like seatbelts. Like if you're going, if you know you're going so... to battle, just, just, just like seatbelts or yes. In, if it was more like expanse, I'd be like, well, like lock your crash, crash shoes. Yeah, like yeah. Lock, lock your like yeah different so you franchises. Break your ankles. I don't yeah, mean different franchises. Yeah. Well, yeah, because because Star Trek has carpet. <laughs> yeah, it has like super nineties psychiatrist office carpet. That tracks. That tracks. I mean, I bet that if there was a fire in a in a hoy or whatever, like the carpet would just melt into one lump. Oh man. Do you know what I mean? Given how much time, like there, there, there is like uh, fire and explosions and sparks and all, just like damage being done. It's like how much energy is being done to just like replacing and refixing <laughs> the carpet, the like with the replicators. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Well, not so much on the uh, Imperial light carrier, where uh, I mean they're putting some dents in the deck there with the landing of this on fire tie bomber, uh, smoke pouring out every which way. A troop of stormtroopers is sent to, I guess, welcome them. We see one stormtrooper, it's a really cool shot, through this haze of of smoke with some red lights and some fire like beaming through it, sort of trying to peer into the cockpit saying, pilot? Well, I will will say in that strike, you do also see someone with some form of like uh, fire suppression. They are trying to contain the fire there. And then we find out just what a a force the, the Twi'leks are. Well, I mean, because... I mean specifically Chan because he he jumps down and he he I mean he's just single handedly just like beating the crap out of a couple of stormtroopers like pretty yeah pretty but also good conceding himself in the smoke at first and drawing them out and the teamwork with uh, what are they called again Namu and Gobi Gobi uh, very very close Numa okay. and Gobi Numa you, yes you just switched Sorry. like two so I was, did that was that was. You basically got it. You got the you Thank got all the you. right letters. <laughs> okay, just the more you praise, the less I feel. Okay, well, whatever, because they also like apparate behind these uh, these stormtroopers and this officer that they're uh, this the space dude that they're that they're uh, dispatching is really efficient, oh, frighteningly so. And this is after, of course, they stun the rest of the ghost crew and 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 Hera. Wait, Her is new, that, oh yes, you're right. Him. We sort of Her missed that. trust him, and and uh, uh. <laughs> yes, because as soon as they landed, Sabine saw uh, that they had a bunch of BP bombs, and questioning why that was, then uh, uh, then Cham gave the uh, the signal, the final betrayal nod, and stun blasted. I mean, everyone except Hera. Hera doesn't get stunned. She just gets cuffed. She just gets cuffed to the chair, and she starts kicking Chopper to wake him up, and. Uh, and and then <laughs> Chopper wakes up and a beep, 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 beep. like yes, I know my father betrayed us. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> which which I did just think about, and I was like, okay, okay, like because because it's really easy to treat Hera uncharitably here, as far as it's like, well, you should have seen this coming, you should have known better, you should have just done that. But it's like, I mean, but it is her dad. It and is like, her dad, but, and it's a fellow rebel, and right. Well, well, and and, and I mean, like. I know people who who have uh, just very troubled relationship with their parents. They're just like they they right, yeah. just they just want to believe that they've changed now, that they're better now, that like whatever whatever bad yeah. behavior is lessened now. So it's so so it's like you know I like 
you could be very uncharitable to Harry here, but like this is a very common, very like understandable right, thing. Yeah. Like, I I want you to be better. I'm I'm putting myself out there for you, and and but I may get hurt again, and so. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of, like, I don't want to say that that's necessarily how I would characterize the relationship between uh, Hera and her dad, but, like, victims of abuse mm-hmm. of, of various forms, right? That is a, that is a common feeling toward, toward the abuser that, to imagine that they want to, that want to change. Yeah. Now, of course, that's the sort of, that's the extreme where there's, there's actual malice. It's not necessarily the case here. I, I don't know I would, enough about their relationship or how, how Hera would characterize it. It feels more just like neglect. That n- 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 neglect and just kind of like I was always like kind of like I was less important than your career kind of a, a, a thing uh, that, yeah. that, that that she's feeling here than like outright a- abuse. So, However, being cuffed and having all your friends stunned, like that... That is classic abuser behavior. I mean, if I had a penny for for every time that I heard a tale of woe, yeah, no, my asshole mom, she uh, she cuffed me to the Tie Fighter and then stunned all of my friends before bombing uh, the carrier. I do not like how much light I made of that. That, yeah, that, no, that didn't feel right. I'm struggling, but I'm struggling. But not to worry, we have some we have some fun ahead of us because we have a lot of space doozers who are going to have a very bad not not great day. Okay, so now we have three factions. So we have the Imperials, we have the Boo Crew, and we have Cham and his traitorous Twi'leks. And everyone's sort of fighting each other in various combinations. In the hangar, we have Zeb and Sabine, uh, who are cornering Numa and Gobi. Gobi? Gobi. Gobi. I'll get it right one of these days. Like the desert. Yeah, yeah. Before they can uh, plant their charges. Yeah, and, and, and... There's Numa. Get down. I can stun her from here. Hey! You hit one proton bomb and you'll touch off the whole magazine. I wasn't planning to miss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, way to go. Way to go, Zeb. They come under fire from Numa. Everything, everything is going to, uh, going to crap. And meanwhile, Cham is in the bowels of the, of the light carrier. He has a mission of his own. He gets a report from, uh, from Numa and Gobi, uh, asks if uh, his daughter is with them. They say no, and oh, I'll deal with this myself. And now, Greg, we get the Jedi. The Jedi are coming. They are so, so cool. We have this really, really cool shot of like uh, uh, Kanan standing like at the end of like a long, I mean, like, it's like the prison block type hallway, uh, which is yes, just yes. one of my. I I I love that set so much. But so, it's the sort of diamond hexagonal, like the 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 blast doors start start closing around on, through like every. Corridor. All these irises, yeah. These, yeah. these sort of—I mean—the firewalls coming, coming in. Yeah, yeah. So, move one, move one. Ezra and and Kanan both together force push the nearest stormtroopers. All right. Now they're rushing in together, and then we see Kanan sort of planting his feet, and he force pushes Ezra. He, Ezra zooms through. I think he def- does. He even get shot at? I don't think he even gets shot know, at. He he he. he he doesn't, but he 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 shoots he shoots one star stormtrooper down while he's in the air. It's like okay, good. Oh, you're, yeah. you're learning. You're, you're learning like how to how to multitask. You're good, Ezra. Good. I'm so ha- I'm so proud of you. And then he he grabs he, he grabs Kanan and 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 pulls and force throws him and, and fastball like, special. 
yes i was like it's so cool i was looking i was like this is like like it's it's colossus throwing wolverine this is yes. like, like yeah i was okay I, I literally wrote that in my notes like it's the fastball special it's the fastball special. okay okay i'm so i'm so, so happy I'm so excited. I'm so happy we're at the same way there. Um. <laughs> Bowling with stormtroopers, because yes, it, it turns out like their goal is to get through this hallway as quickly as possible. Now, of course, they can cut through any of these uh, doors, but that takes time. Yeah, they, uh, they, they, and, they, you, they're down to the last door, and 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 you know it closes, and, and the stormtroopers kind of like look and just just like blaster still still training. He's like, it's like, oh no, I'm safe, I'm safe. And then Cannon's lights well, just cuts through it, and they all get hit with the. Large with a piece of molten, fourteen-inch-thick uh, plastic. That's a thing, isn't it? That's the material, plasteel. Is that a Star Trek so. thing? So, okay. Mm. Uh, so I know their armor is duraplast. I know the armor. Oh, is duraplast. yeah, that's right. I think pla- plasteel sounds right, but I could be confusing something. I, I, I think plasteel sounds. Plasteel is a thing. I know Bowling it is a thing. It could troopers. be a star. It's, it could be a Star Trek <laughs> yeah. thing for all I know, but. So after bowling with the stormtroopers, they've made their way to, uh, I mean, that, that prison hallway, that must be the entryway to the bridge then, because that's, that's where they wind up next after uh, Hera arrives and has Chopper Cyberfuck the door so that they can get in. Once inside, effortlessly, he disarms the captain who uh, fires upon, uh, upon Kanan with a deft flick of the wrist. Uh, and Kanan deflects the blast. And I really, really love Hera there because she, she, because she, I mean, like the look on her face and the way that she's just kind of like, like gesturing with her gun about just like, no, no, like move over to the side or whatever. Like, it's just like, okay, yeah. okay. Like yes. she is in she, charge here and it is fantastic to see. The lead doozer informs them that I have already contacted reinforcements. Thanks for the heads up. Because the, the carry did have a, a light cruiser as, uh, as an escort. Moving safely along, where we see the exact same doozers. Like, this is... Okay, so certain technologies were developed for the Clone Wars. Are all of these officers just Kaminoan clones? No, like, we... I mean, we did talk about this. This is just them saving on, on, on like, different different models <laughs> and different know, assets. I know, I know. I but know, but it's just kind of like this idea just, that they just, had just some leftover the, clones. You just changed the, the, the hair a little bit. Just, like, changing... The sideburns, the t- just changing the sideburn lengths. That's in color. That's really the only thing that they do. So Hera tells... So, so Hera's tell, telling Ken, like, like, oh, like, oh, like, Europe. And, and Ken's like, it's like, oh, no, it's your turn. And Ezra finally, like, because he's been failing at this since the season opening, he finally gets to be successful at a In Jedi mind trick. Mind fucking. I mean, he tries. You're going to abandon ship. I'm not going to abandon ship. You're I... going to abandon ship. <laughs> I'm going to abandon ship. <laughs> And what was that code word again? He said it like he said the code word that they were looking for the courier. <laughs> it's a long way, way to Alderaan. <laughs> it's a long way to Alderaan. You're going to abandon ship. Well, and, and I, I, I love that. Abandon ship. I love that, that, that he's, he's just like, like. I really mean it. This is the captain. I really mean it. This is the captain. <laughs> and you 
see these shots in the like in various hangar bays and hallways where they're listening to the captain yeah. going, I really mean it. Everyone should totes get to the escape pods. You do see one shot where it's like a, a corridor that inter- intersects with another corridor. There's like there's like two stormtroopers sitting on either side of like the intersecting one, and you just see one stormtrooper just like Spooking past, <laughs> like, just like <laughs> like it's such a fast little like it's a blink and miss it thing, but it's just like the, it's I so, love I it's love so that little great. detail because <laughs> they're actually everyone sort of blinking like hey should we take this seriously and like Jeff is like no no, no I have I mean, to live I feel like there definitely would be like that one person just be like abandon ship yes yes okay and just like right oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna fall for this again like he has served somewhere ooh ooh maybe it's that maybe it's that one stormtrooper that I've been imagining it, has... it's, the, it's the quantum leap stormtrooper it's the quantum leap stormtrooper <laughs> again again no no he keeps he keeps in right he keeps just, just finding the rebels again and just like oh, c- c- come on Jeff <laughs> Yes, that's uh, JF101. <laughs> Call him Jeff for short. <laughs> okay, so Sabine and Zeb are meanwhile dealing with their own problems. Namely, they're still pinned down by the rest of Cham's rebels. And Sabine had a plan and asked Zeb to get her that droid. Because there's a little... There's a little, little mouse droid. droid. It's <laughs> A do- a dork that-, that wasn't a sound effect that Greg cut in. I want everyone to know that was me doing a perfect, perfect rendition of the mouse droid noise. And once again, uh, a, a droid is seized and used to kill. Its life is sacrificed to deliver a stun bomb, which, I mean, it stuns the, uh, the Twi'lek rebels. But I'm sure it also, like, sends another droid to hell, which is where droids apparently go. Yeah, it is a good chance it like fries or circuits or whatever, and that's another notch on the old on the uh... old stick. The droids will rise one day. Meanwhile, Cham shows that he is a cunning strategist because he arrives on the bridge, keeps everyone under fire. Chopper, make the jump to hyperspace. <laughs> Hyperdrives offline. What did you do? I must destroy this ship for Ryloth. And yeah. See, uh, okay, oh no, I know it sucks, but I love an intelligent uh, uh, antagonist, which oh, is yeah, what he's yeah. what he's being in this time. Like he realizes what their agenda is, and instead of like immediately rushing toward the bridge, it's actually more important to prevent them from achieving what they're going to achieve. Yeah. So he went the long way around and disabled the hyperdrive, so they can't make off with their prize. Changing the 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 sort of the terms of this engagement. And maybe, maybe as a way to try and convince Hera, like, you can't fulfill your plan, join me, mm-hmm. which I think he still wants. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean it's a Star Wars theme. He, you know? he, he wants to do his plan, but like, he, he doesn't stun her. He clearly has a soft spot for, for her. It's, and, well, it's the same. We've talked about how she has, has hope that her dad might change. From his perspective, She's the bad guy. She's the one who left. Yeah. She's yeah. the one who, who wounded him, who's, who's spiteful. Not just having made mistakes, but actively rejecting him while he was trying to do good. You know, from his perspective, he still hopes that she'll come around to... to he, he doesn't say it in, uh, in dialogue, but I certainly got that reading from him. Yeah. This conflict between the two of them is, is kind of interrupted when they realize that there is, like, the... 
the reinforcements is on their way. The light cruiser is there sending out a... A a shuttle, a boarding shuttle that is mounted in the nose. We've seen one being mounted there before, uh, and we, we have a we have a shot inside where we we see like this battalion and like the e web turret they're bringing along with them, and it's it, it is it is just a yeah it it's a nice moment to just like okay like yeah okay like like it kind of makes you think like okay if you're showing us this like we're gonna see these reinforcements right like they're going to make it aboard <laughs> like like it, 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 it kind of Check plants that idea and. Here's what I really, really love is is this is where Hera, like, her qualities as a leader, like, yeah. really, really come to light. Because yeah. Hera and Shamar are, are arguing, and, and Hera starts her, basically her inspirational speech over yeah. the open calm. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that part's not so smart, I guess. Open calm to Zeb and, and Sabine, who, who are there with... And- Numa and Gobi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want freedom from the Empire as badly as you, but this battle can't be won on Ryloth alone. Yeah, because I think she's trying to reach them. She's talking to her dad, mm-hmm. but she's addressing his his followers. I, I thought it was very, very cunning. I was a little bit distracted while she was speaking by the realization about female Twi'lek ears. <laughs> I get, it, you know, you know, my my funny little brain. I get hung up on things sometimes. It is, but, it is a, it is a weird little thing. Even even when I realized that again, I was like, oh, huh, I guess, huh. I guess, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do have a little. Co- okay, okay. I mean, we don't notice it on on Hera because she's always wearing her earmuffs. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's a it's a fantastic sort of flight suit that she's wearing. Okay, but she realizes we each have each other over the barrel. We have taken the rest of Cham's crew captive, and so he can't blow up the ship. Cham has disabled the hyperdrive, so we can't steal the ship. Neither of us are getting out of this. Mm-hmm. Someone has to back down. That's the only way forward because both of them are under threat from these fighters and this battalion of stormtroopers that's coming. And so she has to resolve the conflict between them in... 10 seconds and that is to appeal to his 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 rebel spirit and to make him understand that is what she's doing right that- yeah I, I mean like, like i mean i i almost said like to his ego but it's uh, not it's not really it's not really to his ego so much it wouldn't be unfair to say though like but it kind of is but it's also kind of like like just like a calling back to his history of just like during the clone war you didn't just fight for a village you rallied everyone to liberate the entire planet. You inspired me. The rebellion is no different. I'm trying to do yeah. the same principle, just on a much, much larger scale. So it's something I like it is kind of like like Hera just showing it's like no, I, I did listen to what you said. I did listen to like yeah. your lessons. I do like like yeah like like I agree with like what you're doing. I just like you're still thinking too too local right now. How uh, you say provincial? <laughs> Duh. I, uh, <laughs> I gave myself douche chills there. <laughs> 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 and Numa and Gobi are convinced, and they say over the over the com channel, "I'm with you." That they're that they're with Hera, and that convinces Cham in turn. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he. He can't fight all of them. Like he cannot fight literally everyone else on this ship to to, to get his way. So it's like like yeah, okay, like and okay, that's like the joke answer. But I think it is also just like he does yeah. see he does see like the 
what she's saying. He, he sees that he sees like the, the the intelligence of what she's saying, and just that that she. I mean, oh, that she something. is his daughter here. Like that, she really is his daughter. <laughs> Something just occurred to me. Hmm. Well, one thing that parents have trouble with is seeing their children as actualized adults, mm-hmm. right? This is this is huh. his little girl who yeah. he raised, yeah. and he sort of framed her her departure as almost childishness, right? Caring about the wrong things, being sentimental, well, well, because and, he's and like, like like almost kind of like teenage rebellion, or just like just like running away to, to oh yeah, for instance, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now hearing her speak with leadership, hearing her inspire and convert his followers makes him realize that this is a, that you, my daughter is a woman yeah. and she is a, a capable leader and I actually should listen to her the way I should listen to anyone I would consider a peer. Yeah, yeah. And, and she knows that he just what hasn't she's talking done before. about. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it I just mean, hasn't it, occurred it, to him to, to, to see her as a woman. Yeah, yeah, which it's a really, it's a really great scene, and it's followed up by just a really, really fantastic action sequence. Yes, of, agreed. Of, like jumping on the turrets, like shooting them down. There, there's, there's torpedoes they're trying to shoot. Like it's, 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 it's really cool. It's over it's under really turrets, cool not side by see. side. I noticed. Yeah, like, well, there, there's some that are like on either side of the of the bridge, or some that are kind of like on top. But there, that the. Um, there's some of the sort of cannons on the undersides of the hangars. I mean, just just yeah, finding the, just finding any gun encampment like on there, like you're gonna have a good odds at having good shots of. God, it's so great this whole sequence. I mean, I've always loved the gun canopies in Star Wars ever since the, the yes. Millennium Falcon, and those scenes yes. there, so cool. You've got the mobile chair. It's a it's a really weird interface. Like, why does the chair move? <laughs> this. There's really no benefits to like subjecting your your gunner to like high G's, but whatever. It's cool. It's, <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. We have this. We have this amazing, amazing overhead shot, which is very reminiscent of bombing the asteroid um, where, where the Falcon is hiding. Where they're just the, the, it's just the the bombers just dropping bombs on the top of the carrier. Um, yeah, it's. It's it's a really really cool sequence. Hera does some what's it called evasive maneuvers to try and dodge these uh, proton torpedoes being fired, like she, bringing she, the other cannons into range. It's so cool. She, she does like move the, the the nose out of the path of one, but it is just like that's a I mean, big that, ship. This ship, she's got a fat ass. This, this ship, turning this ship, like how evasive can you really be with a yeah, right? like with like a capital ship of sorts? I mean, it's not an, it's not a capital ship, but it's it's a big one. Ah, uh, yeah. So it can take a few hits, which which it does, it and does. their stabilizer is taken out, and we see everyone sort of tumbling over as the ship goes careening down toward Ryloth. And I sort of felt here. I don't know if you felt the same. Okay, so this is still going bad. Anyway, I was not sure who was going to win. Mm. I figured that you know they wouldn't go down in a blaze of glory altogether, and this would be the end of the series, obviously. But, but I but, sort of entertained the possibility that even mm. after he came around, Cham would get his way. I mean, yeah, he would get his way, but he would kind of like still lose because his because he would. I mean, Hera, like even if it wasn't his fault, Hera would still just Hera would just be very distraught oh, yeah. over that. Like, yeah, 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 and here we have the. Uh, it's the Galaxy Quest moment. Uh, we're, we're, we're two of <laughs> yeah. them doing the Marak Taroth uh, chant um, <laughs> of strength. <laughs> are you are you impressed? I actually remembered what that what the words to that Marak was. Marak Taroth, that is so good. Ten points to Gryffindor. 
yes, because in order to pull the ship out of its nosedive, what they what Hera needs is to pull on the yoke as hard as possible, and her dad helps. And because apparently that's how these interfaces yeah, work. Your yeah, that's the, that's the thing that physical I... musculature <laughs> determines whether the ship can can level out. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's 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 like I mean like I and. I yeah, it's it's a moment where it's like okay, I kind of roll my eyes at this a little bit because I don't yes. think that's really how like piloting works. But it's it's certainly not on a capital fantastic. ship. Yeah, but, I know, yeah, I it's, know. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. <sighs> we were always stronger together. And Harry, Harry gives him just a oh. smile and just just. I mean, it's really sweet. It it's really it's and this it's is her very dad. Well reserved. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's. It is a well-earned moment. It, it definitely is a well-earned moment. As, as much as I kind of yeah. roll my eyes at like the the, the pulling on the yoke together, it's like okay, it's a good it's moment. It's a really good moment. So Cham informs Chop how to fix the hyperdrive and goes off with Ezra, who uh, has a plan on how to get rid of the cruiser on the uh, cruiser and reinforce. No, they should in the reinforcements, but the cruiser's on their way now. Boy. I- love Ezra's plan here this Ez- <laughs> yes and I wasn't sure what it was going to be but it has to do with the uh, tie bomber there was still a tie bomber there yeah well, I mean they, they, they didn't they didn't shoot them all off and there's 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 even another one that they don't use for oh uh, okay s- sabotage purposes sabotage is a generous term for bombing but yes so they're Ezra and, and Cham or no Sabine and Cham are in the cockpit of this bomber and Cham is kind of mopey about it, like, oh, I liked my bombs. Now I have to leave them in here? Well, this sucks. This is well, stupid. They also have some kind of, like, fuel source. Let's just say it's Rhydonium again, because it's... Yeah, it's, probably. It, it's also just fun to say Rhydonium. Oh, yeah! <laughs> they've got a big old tank of Rhydonium that they've put aboard. Sabine just sets it up with the anti-grav, and Ezra just kind of gives it a little push out into space. It's so cool. And it's just, and it's just drifting kind of backwards slowly. The head doozer's just like, They've set one of the bombers adrift. A foolish tactic. Expect more obstacles, but stay the course. What? What? I just like the idea. It's even a bomber, my dude. Can you not put I, two and two together? I just the I, room. I love the idea that, the, like, like, are they just expecting they're just going to, like, just, like, start dumping, like, the cargo bay, basically, and just, like, just, <laughs> hey, there's some trash. Just, just like, you have throwing to... shit at them. It's the Yoda strategy. Just, yes. like, just tossing yes. stuff out of the shipping container. <laughs> Greg, there are. It is. It is not always effortless to be your friend, but it is so worth it. You are so wonderful. Wait, what does that mean? It's not always it's effortless. Co- I think it's you, so worth it. Yeah. You 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 mean sometimes like I'm I'm work to be my friend? Oh wow, I I see how it is. You know, <laughs> you know what you do. You do with relish. Greg, this is a podcast. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Everyone also knows that I am worse than you are. I mean, I That's have. I, the point. I, 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 I have made the hashtag keep cocky pure after all. So, right? That, need I? Okay, but Greg, it is so 
so <laughs> worth it. You are you are sublime, and I'm and I'm delighted hey, to be your friend. But but hey hey, a, a, a yeah, little bit here, yes. Cham does kind of get his way here. It's not the ship that he yes. wanted to, but it is like a, a a symbol of the of the empire just going down in flames over Ryloth because yep. Sham takes the shot, destroys the bomber, like, right next to their battery emplacement. Destroys the whole ship so it can fall down, and it's... It's it's gorgeous. It, it really just... It, the the explosions, just, like, throughout this whole episode have just been really, really... Phenomenal. The, the fire and the smoke. So all we need now is for Lando to come back so they can render his fucking cape. The time has come. No I more love- excuses. I love that you still have oh, not given up on this. It makes me very happy. Oh, even d- droid rights don't make me quite as salty <laughs> as you done my boy dirty. How dare you? How dare you? Also, hey, this was a bomber, right? Mm-hmm. But they put bombs on the bomber to make it even bombier. And then they shot it. I mean, you're instead just, of you're detonating just... the you just Listen, you are just like increasing like the 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 yield to it especially- no you're not bombs like especially like high yield bombs are complicated devices that are designed like certainly like nuclear weapons a nuclear bomb right uh, so often we see uh, uh, uh some high stakes i don't know action or spy series and oh we're next to a nuclear bomb what can we do you have a gun you could just shoot it you'll poison yourself right you'll all die everyone in that room but it requires an insane, insanely precise mechanism in order to create that that kind yeah, of energy. Okay. And this goes no, for that, a lot that, of explosives. That 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 is a good point because I do. I mean, I like that, but also like that. I know the mechanism is very precise, but it's also like incredibly small, if I remember correctly. As far as like the actual like explosive part of it goes, it's just, it's a very small explosion that just ignites the the. Um, I mean, it depends on the design. You've got uh, uh, the, the the two major forms are like, oh, one of them includes a beryllium sphere. Which you know, as as <laughs> as Galaxy Quest fans, that's our favorite. Which serves right. as a as a lens. So the beryllium sphere, the interior is coated with uranium, and there's a, another sphere of uranium in the in the middle. And then there's lots and lots of bombs on the outside of the sphere of of like calibrated to like this one's a little more powerful than that one in order to to like maximize the immediacy of the impact. And then there's a sort of ball and cup version where a plutonium bullet essentially is fired into a into a, a, a socket just to create that instantaneous compression of all of this fissile matter like bombs work best when they go off if you if you break the bombs then all you've got is the the whatever material was inside and it's just not not optimal grumble do you, grumble do you, i mean do you think people do you feel like people that are that are like providing the brilliant spheres are miners or miners <laughs> You didn't listen to anything I said. Did no, you? I, I, I listened. I listened to every. I listened to every <laughs> yeah. word you said. I listened to every word you said. Bomb the cup to provide physical, the... physical material to make the explosion. Like no, <laughs> I, I listen. I listen. Okay, okay. I I respect that. So I'm the only one who has, who has this this particular like evil, evil demon living living on the right side of his brain where. He's just thought of a joke and then beep, like everything else is just muted out until you can inhale and and make problems for everyone. Thank you. Well, I mean, problems oh. for the empire, profit for us because <laughs> because 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 Cham is getting a, a, a word that people all over Ryloth are joining the are joining like the 
the movement against the empire you know what they did was successful we have we have a wing showing up in the new carrier i mean it is it really is just like a triumphant moment and daughter may we speak when you left i was heartbroken but now i understand you're like your mother she was once a dreamer too again like even if it's not like the the full healing of the relationship like we see it start here because because this is a great step it it's it's a really really wonderful moment like he can see himself and her he can see his mother and her but he's also just seeing who she is and he and it, yeah. it is it is that that like seeing her as an adult uh really as like her own person not just yeah. like an extension of himself or his uh, uh his uh, legacy and, and and his uh late wife i couldn't Oh yes, of course. I couldn't think of yeah. late, late for whatever reason. I was like deceased. Like no, there's there's a term. I couldn't think of the term. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just really like this. I'm swear. I swear. I'm not mocking like the Rylothian accent, but this uh, rapprochement, this you know re reconnecting. It's just like it's very beautiful to me. Like she of. Uh, she gives him the, the the gift of that compliment, like that she learned her leadership from from him. That's not necessarily true, right? She she is her own woman. She's had her own life experiences. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, like, 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 but like as a little, him, like as a little girl, like seeing that, mm-hmm. like that would have that would have been impactful. Like even if even if it was like yeah, like 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 she, like that would have carried through. I think and giving him this respect. Showing this, 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 yeah, love is not exactly it. I mean, he seems like the kind of person who struggles to express his emotions, and maybe he's more aware of that than Hera really considers. Like, yeah, but some, some, often men who struggle to express themselves actually know that about themselves. But that just goes on the list of things they can't express. And what a, what a fantastic clusterfuck that always turns out to be. And so. I thought it was also very, very telling that it ends with uh, her saying goodbye to her father. They they leave on good terms, standing on the deck of their new uh, 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 carrier, and like knowing that it was originally a rebel design, and then it was like reused for em- the empire, and now it's it's, it's a, a rebel it's carrier a rebel design again. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, That's it's beautiful. The, it's the I nod. It. It's like the nod of the hat too, like the 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 old EU that is really, really like that's 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 something that that. A lot of the the creative people at, at Lucasfilm are really good about like, um, like okay, yeah. we're we, we're gonna like reuse some of the stuff and kind of like make nods to some of the stuff, even if it's not like exactly the same. We're gonna try and just like acknowledge and 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 and, and homage to to like what you're what you remember and and that. yeah and, and like so so as as far as like Cham expressing his emotion, I mean like he he does say he does say I was heartbroken when you were left. I mean, that is that is a yeah right. That is 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 showing a good bit of vulnerability to like admit like, yeah, like like, like that does it's not, not it's come like, easy. It's it's not like it's not like I was angry that you left. It's like no, I was heartbroken. Like I was I was crushed. I was disappointed. Like this this hurt me. And and it is it is a little bit more of a of of just a moment of vulnerability that that he's um, and honesty. Yeah, yeah, like exactly, that is exactly that's the way that he can he can show his respect for his daughter by being honest with her in a way that he would not be honest with anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a mm-hmm. he's a leader and a, and, a, and a commander. He cannot show this vulnerability. That yeah. that's for him to swallow. And we finish with our heroes, the whole Boo crew assembled. This is a beautiful shot. You have the whole crew, Hera in the middle, uh, uh, Kanan by her side. Oh. 
This is the sh- this is the shot that I used uh, to put the Muppet heads on. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just brought, I just changed the, the mood of the shot entirely. But I still just like I remember the shot now. <laughs> this is so yes. This I was going to say. Like, if there is one image of rebels that will be seared into my mind, it'll be this heroic shot. <laughs> But it'll be with fucking Waldorf and Stackler and uh, Beaker and whoever whoever else. Why did we make them into Muppets? <laughs> All right, Kak, we have the end of another episode. Who do you want your tie-in to be about? Oh, a bit of a struggle. I mean, if I want to know more about about Cham and, and the rest of this rebellion, I can just go and watch Clone Wars. Which and I know you wouldn't mind. It's a really good uh, arc as well. That's not the spirit of. Uh, <laughs> that's not this the is, spirit of, this the, is true. of the tie-in. Um, I want to follow the the captain, or well, no, I still want to follow the story of JF one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's just sprinting there, just running away. <laughs> yes, no, that's the one. I mean, I would still love to see how the captain talks his way out of this like do people hey who people who are mind controlled by 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 the jedi do they realize that afterward or is it just i mean that would be horrifying if if like that decision can be forced on you and you can never identify it i I, okay so so the the way that i seem to feel like it goes and this could be this could be drawing this could be drawing on old legend stuff potentially but I took it as more of just like a like oh a thought cop popped into my head. I don't know why it popped into my head, but like this is like the direction that I brought. Where it, like it makes you think that it was your uh, That's choice. That's gonna be so weird. Or, or, because... or it can only be done with people who are like who are like weak willed or who can't resist or whatever. So I think it is more just like it's it's more inceptiony and like planting the idea in their head that like oh right, this is a good idea to do. It's like that is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Unless but like he remembers listening to a 15-year-old boy with a gun pointed at his head well, but he and then thinking that he, the boy had the right idea. How does that ever make sense when you think back to it? Yeah, like, I... Right? I, I am sure that there is something that there is something out there, either in the Disney canon or in, in the Legends, that discuss that, but I can't remember exactly. I've changed my mind. I want my tie-in to be about whatever the fuck Commander Sato was doing instead of being on <laughs> on the command of uh, a Phoenix home while this, this right. whole plan was sort of set together. Like, All right. They're on his ship making plans without him. What is so important? Was he getting his nails did? Uh, did he have fencing lessons with his daughter? Like, what is up? And, okay, so the wardrobe department probably, come on, it's... Right, so we can sort of guess. You're not going to be a doozer. So, so, so. Well, I've, I've, I've. I think I, I'm almost positive I've done a doozer before. So I really can't do a doozer again. Uh, right? Yeah, tricky. And, and and I do just I do also just want to say very conveniently actually, and I will share this with you. This week I did see I did happen to to, to find someone who who finished a very fantastic Numa cosplay. Uh, like with the with the armor with the with just it uh, so fulcrum creations uh, on Instagram for sure it may be on Twitter as well fulcrum oh very good yeah fulcrum creations fulcrum all creations. one word um, it's gonna be cham it's 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 gonna yeah, be cham right? which which he's got the cool tattoos on his leku which like I it's the leku though like I know people who 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 like who who cosplay 
Twi'leks. Uh, t- Twi'leks, uh, 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 quite a few. Yeah. I mean, it's an iconic species. Hera's uh, specifically, who were just like, yeah, the Leku are hot and heavy on your head to, to yeah, wear. Yeah, a even, lot. But man, like, Cham is a Cham is a fun character. Cham is a really fun <laughs> character. And <laughs> and you get to do the, the really sick, sick French accent. I'm always reminded of, like, Allo Allo. Which is, which is uh, je, je juste uh, parle français. Uh... Huh? Instead, crap! I don't remember the word for instead. Um. <laughs> well, neither do I. Autrefois? No, that's not. That's nothing. Uh, peut-être. Ah, very mais good. No, mais no. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. I can't. I can't. I can't just jump completely into French there. But alouette, gentil alouette, alouette, gentil alouette. Yeah. Do you know what that song's about? Oh. It's about plucking a goose, and you're singing a little song. It's a goose plucking song. Yes, okay. That's Alouette. No, uh, okay. Glumeret is, I will, I will pluck you. I'm going to pluck your head. I'm going to pluck your feet. And, and this is something that you sing to a dead bird that you're holding. Welcome to France. Bienvenue. Tune in to our next episode, The Honorable Ones. Ooh, where a failed imperial... A failed imperial ambush strands rebel and imperial together on an isolated ice planet. You can find us at rebelair.com or rebelairpod on Twitter and Instagram. That's air with an H. I'm Kaki. Jesukag. You're going to abandon ship. <laughs> I really mean it. We're going to <laughs> abandon ship. <laughs> <laughs>